0: I think um, I might just sit down in a minute, because um, my sermon's more or less been preached this morning. Thank you, Joe Huddleston, <laughs> for stealing my thunder. Where is she? Um, because she, she talked about Jesus on the cross and about it being paid in full. Uh, and that's what grace is, isn't it? But God's not finished yet. So at, at the end of this, I, I would love us to have a time of ministry. So, you know, be prepared for the Holy Spirit to move and anoint and to touch your lives. Um, I don't know if some of you older people uh, remember a cartoon series called Love Is. Yeah? Yeah? Love is. And there was a famous film, wasn't there? Love is never having to say you're sorry. Love story. Who's seen the film Love Story? I cried all the way through it. Uh, it was, I think it was Ryan O'Neill and Ally McBeal. Yeah? Um, <laughs> Ali McGraw. That's right. But I want to tackle a subject that is huge. It is huge. So I'm not going to completely tackle it this morning, but I've had on my heart for a number of weeks now um, uh, about the grace of God. And grace and love are intertwined, aren't they? You know, Jesus showed his love on the cross and he showed his grace to us. And the very center and the core of the whole Bible is the doctrine of the grace of God. And for God's soul of the world, for instance. Now, when I, when I became, I know I've shared my testimony before, but when I became a Christian, God's grace was huge to me. Just huge, huge. I was from a non-church background, never heard the gospel. But when I found out about God's grace, it absolutely, totally wrecked me. It, it just really made my heart sing to think that God's grace on the cross could save me. Now, I, I was 16 at the time. I was a teenager, and um, I was one of these Good, bad people. Would you know what I meant by that? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't take drugs. Uh, I didn't really get drunk. Um, I went. <laughs> I went underage drinking once, and felt so guilty. I never did it again. This was before I became a Christian, by the way. Um, So I was one of these sort of good, bad people, if you like. So when my friend came to me and talked to me about Jesus on the cross and about my sin and him forgiving my sin, I said, oh no, I'm not that bad. I'm a good girl, I am. But you know, there's no such thing as a, a good girl or a good boy or a good person unless... You've given your heart to Jesus. And even then, you don't do good things all the time, do you? Um, So God's grace is a really, really, really important thing. Uh, I, I want a bit of help at the moment. I've already asked a couple of people to come and help me because I want to sort of demonstrate physically in a way what God's grace is. And I know there are theologian, th- theologians, theologians in this place who could uh, describe it in absolute detail, but I think this picture sort of works. Uh, Sarah and Sharon, right? Sarah has something in that bag that I really, really like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I do really like guitars, but no. Um Yes. Yes and yes. Uh no. It, just watch and learn. Yes, okay. So um Sarah is a uh, a purveyor, that's a good word, isn't it, of a certain type of, um, it's not the BBC, I can say the name, can't I? She's a temple spa consultant. And the things in temple spa are brilliant, uh, but they're quite pricey, but they last a long time, don't they, Sarah? Yeah. So in that bag is my favorite thing. Yeah 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 so uh that's my favorite thing it's for the eyes it helps the eyes yeah so if you've been up all night or been partying or wherever and you've got great big bags under your eyes you put a bit of this on and your bags go away they do I've always been really, really, really sceptical about anything like that, but I saw it for myself in front of my eyes and it works, yeah? So this is a brand new bottle, well, squeezy thing, of this particular thing that I like and it's worth a lot to me, okay? Right, Sharon would like this eye cream, wouldn't you, Sharon? Yeah? You'd like it, wouldn't you? Yeah? It's expensive, so say yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay? But it costs. I don't think you'll get much change out of 20 quid now. Yeah? So it, 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 it's going to cost you, I'm afraid. Yeah? But I'm, I'm going to be the middleman. Okay, and I'm going to negotiate for you for this this stuff, yeah? So if I pay you, it's already mine, so this is only going to be pretend, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I, if I, I want to pay for this, this stuff, so, yeah, so I've paid for it, and I want you to have it. Free of charge. Yeah? Right, you can go sit down. It's yours. I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't want to be frivolous, but can you see that's what Jesus has done for us on the cross? I'm going to get upset now because it really, really gets to me. That, you know, all of our sin... All the things that we've done wrong, we deserve nothing. We don't deserve anything. But Jesus paid the price in full that we could have salvation, that we can be in heaven with him, that we can live a life with him. He's paid in full. You don't have to pay him anything anymore if you belong to him. And I I really believe the church needs to understand again what grace is because sometimes I forget. I forget God's grace in my life. I forget that I don't have to keep doing things to to earn his pleasure and and his approval. Um, You know, the... Grace is the love of God shown to the unlovely, like me. It's the peace of God given to the restless. And it's the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. I think that's worth is isn't it? So grace is getting what you don't deserve. Now, Sharon might have felt she didn't really deserve that. You've not done anything for it, have you? No. You've not given me a backhander back there earlier, have you? Okay? So grace is getting what you don't deserve and not getting what you deserve. Do you understand that? Not getting what you deserve. Because we deserve We we don't deserve to be with God forever, do we? we? We don't deserve that. But Jesus paid in full. But we so easily, sometimes, I think, become a measuring stick of God's goodness. We look at others and wish we were as spiritual or as gifted as they. But do you know? We've all been saved by grace. And actually, our spirituality and our gifting is secondary to the fact that we're saved by grace. Um, Romans 3 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So whoever we are, and however we've sinned, either in the past or now, we're all in need of the same grace. All of us, whether you know Jesus this morning or whether you don't know him, we're all in need of God's grace. Uh, Could you put the next slide up, please, Mikey? So, grace is, can you see those? Yeah. Amazing, it's unmerited, it's undeserved, it's unearned. And so, grace is amazing, there's that story isn 't there of is it John Newton who the slave trader who prayed to God and out of on a, on a slave ship, and out of that came the hymn um, amazing grace so grace is amazing. I wanted all those to be used up, up there, and i can 't quite Find something <laughs> that started with you <laughs> that meant him. I got Uber. Is that all right? Um, but it just—it doesn't make sense, does it? Does it make sense to you that somebody would want to die a horrible death for all the wrong things that you did? Just doesn't make sense. But it's free. Grace is free. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to be anything. We've got to be like Christ. The Bible does say we've got to be like Christ. But God's grace is just amazing. And too many people, I still think, even today in the 21st century, when Christianity has been around for so many hundreds of years, people who've been Christians for a long time sometimes come to church feeling shame or guilt or inadequacy or depression or discouragement. Because somehow in the church today, and I'm I'm sure in the past too, Something has crept in, I feel. And we're not in tune completely with God's grace. We think, well, I do. I'm I'm a sinner saved by grace and sometimes I'll get it completely wrong. Um, We think sometimes I think there's a performance level or a gift level. You know, we default to thinking God loves us because we work hard for Him, and that's not true. You can never, ever, ever work for God's love because God's love is God's love, and it's yours. His grace is yours, paid in full, paid in full. Because if we're we're working for God's approval and God's love, then that's serving God out of fear and not out of love for him. You know, when we serve, we serve out of love for him. Not out of fear, because sometimes we see God with a big stick. And my God's not like that. He, he loves me through and through. He loves you through and through. And his grace is enough. It's like, um, it's like a boat, isn't it, on a, on a river with a, a bit of a current. And you're in the boat and there are oars in the boat and you're rowing. But the current is pulling you. And if you don't know God's grace in your life... You're rowing against the current because you think the current's taking you to hell. But actually, you need to throw the oar oars over the side, because work doesn't do it. You know God wants us to serve him, but out of love and not fear. And the boat, the current, is taking you towards God's grace and God's love. I love that analogy. We need to serve God with all our hearts. We need to commit ourselves to each other, to the church, to the work of the church. But out of love for him, never for anybody else. If you do something in church because you know people would like you to do that, and that's your only only reason you do it. You've got it wrong. We've got to do it, do it out of love for God. Because grace should empower us to live the Christian life. If we come to God and start to think about his grace, then that empowers us along with the Holy Spirit. Because I think when you, 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 you face God, And you go into that quiet, deep place with him and realize his grace and what he's done for you. The Holy Spirit comes. That's what I find. You know, the Holy Spirit comes and anoints and fills and empowers us to live the Christian life. Um, I've got some verses I've got to read, really. Uh, Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. Uh, Because I want to talk about Uh, Grace being unmerited. You know, we can't win it. We can't work for it. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, and following its desires and thoughts. So as a good, bad girl, I did that. So I wasn't worthy. Like the rest, we were, by nature, deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. And this is the point, isn't it? We're not saved by works. We're not saved by any person. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for, and he says it again, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork. I love that. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works in love for a God of grace, which God prepared In advance for us to do. So it's not works or our gifts, but grace. We can't keep the law. Uh, Went to a conference a couple of weeks ago, a guy called Derek Smith, uh, who's done a similar thing to Paul. He's lost lots of weight. I think he lost three or four stones in weight and he's about to do his first marathon. Uh, And he told a story about a vanilla slice uh, in the fridge. I love vanilla slice. And he was talking about, it was speaking to him. It was saying, come and get me, come and get me, come and eat me, I'm delicious. I would find that really difficult. But the thing I would find most difficult is if there's a packet of Doritos on the side yeah I like t- to eat healthily most of the time. I don't eat doritos, but sometimes I do, and I feel really guilty afterwards, but they're lovely, especially with um guacamole <laughs> Food speaks to you. do you find this? Food speaks to you. And you can't resist it, can you? You just can't resist it. So we can't keep rules, really. We keep some rules, but we can't keep all rules. Uh, I'm reminded, too, of the prodigal son's brother in that, uh, that story about the prodigal son. And he says, why are you blessing him? And the answer, but everything I ever had is yours. What does it matter? Why are you blessing him? But everything I ever had is yours, and this is what God, Jesus, is telling us. Everything that he has is ours. You know, the power that raised Jesus from us, from the dead is in us, empowering us. Uh, and we've got some fathers in here, haven't we? Uh, some of you with quite small children. Some of you with older children Uh, a father expects his kids to mess up occasionally yeah of course my children are absolutely totally perfect and have never done anything wrong wrong (laughs) big style wrong and Tim and Dean and Gemma small kids are really hard work physically aren't they Yeah, but wait until they get older. Oh, boy, you worry about them an awful lot. I worry about these two all the time. But he expects his kids to mess up occasionally. He's already taken um, care. He's already taken care of our stupid mistakes on the cross. He's paid the price for those mistakes. But does that give us a license to sin? Uh, Romans 7, I love Romans 7 because Paul has this huge debate about, well, I want to sin, but I don't want to sin. So I try not to sin, but I do sin. And he goes on and on, and then he says, oh, I'm a wretch, I'm terrible. But thanks be to God in Christ Jesus. And He he's paid the price for those mistakes. And grace is undeserved. We don't deserve it. Not one of us in here deserve it. Did you know that? None of you, before you became a Christian, did anything that deserved Jesus dying on the cross. But he did it because he loved us. He loved us, so license to sin. I, I get a bit, I get a bit frustrated when people say that, you know. Oh, Jesus loves us and our sins are covered. But doesn't that give you the, a license to sin even more? I don't think we need permission to do it anyway, do we really? I think it's in us, isn't it? But grace is unearned. You can't earn God's love. You can't earn God's grace. And Romans 11.6 says this, and if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. The very word grace means it's unearned. It's undeserved and it's unearned. It's a free gift. Grace has a name. Did you know that? We've got a grace at the back, and grace is a lovely name, but grace has a name, not that grace. Do you know what grace's name is? Do you know what grace's name is? Begins with a J. Jesus. Grace has a name. We've we've got a new song, I think, haven't we? We've got a new song, Love Has a Name. Is it? Yeah, love has a name. Something like that. Uh, Grace has a name and it's Jesus. He stands at the door and he knocks. He doesn't barge in. You have to open the door to Jesus. He doesn't barge in. Um, I'm, to finish with, I'm going to tell you a real, a real story. Um, if we could have that Last slide up. Okay, the guy in the wheelchair is called Rick Hoyt. And when he was born, he had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck. And they were, they were told he'd never walk or talk. But his mum knew he was smart, but he was unable to communicate So in 1973, she developed a system of blinking with uh, the alphabet so that it could communicate. You have heard of this, haven't you? It's all over the world now, but it all started with this guy, Rick Hoyt. Um, So it helped Rick to talk. Now, a friend of his had a tragic accident at school. And he became paralysed. So Rick <laughs> decided he wanted to run a 5K race. <laughs> he wanted to run a 5K race, but he's in a wheelchair, he's completely paralysed. So good old dad uh, decided to help him. And this was to um, you know, get money for this, uh, this guy and his family. Uh, so, dad began to train and they, they completed the 5k race. And after the race, uh, his dad's called Dick Hoyt, so it's Rick and Dick. Uh, his father, Dick, said, How do you feel? And Rick said, For the first time in my life, I don't feel disabled. I don't feel disabled. So his father wanted the same experience for his son. So they've they've done together over 72 marathons and over 255 triathlons. Now, if you know anything about a triathlon, you swim for 2.4 miles, you run for 26.2 miles, and you cycle for... One hundred and twelve miles, I think it said, and his dad pushed him, well, he sat in front of him when he cycled he uh he pushed him when he was running, and he physically during the triathlon carried him, put him in a in a rubber lifeboat raft and dragged him behind him as he swam. (sighs) How many of us would would do that? I suspect a lot of you would do that for your children. But it's an amazing picture of what God does with us, isn't it? That he goes all, all the way does everything for us so that we we won't face the wrath of God and our sin will be forgiven that we don't have to feel disabled could I have the band back on stage please and I'm I'm the young man in the chair. I'm, I'm the young man in the chair. And anything I've managed to do in life is because of him and by his grace. Sometimes I have to learn that because I get a bit, a bit big-headed about things sometimes. Think that's in us all. But anything I've managed to do in life is because of him and because of his grace. And uh the band are going to sing a song we've, we've sung a few times recently called Reckless Love. And there are all sorts of silly arguments going on about whether God's love can be reckless, but I'm I'm not interested in that. <laughs> What I'm interested in is the song talks about uh, I don't deserve it, I didn't earn it, but you gave yourself for me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God went for the 99, went away from the 99 for the one. So this morning, if you feel like you're the one, and that... You know, God's grace isn't in your life. So if you're not a Christian this morning, God loves you. and God died for you. Jesus died for you. And poured out his grace so that we could be free, that one day we could be with him in heaven. And if this morning you feel you need a a fresh a fresh dose of God's grace in your life maybe you're feeling you've not got much to give or you're not very clever or you're not very creative or you're not very sporty I've taught children like that who thought that they're you know they were they were nothing they had nothing to give but we all have something to give we all have something to give we can't all run marathons we can't all sing my sister's a brilliant artist and i don't like her for it because i want to be a brilliant artist As the band sing this, let's listen to the words. But if you feel this morning like you you just want a touch of God, you want a touch of the Holy Spirit in your life, and you want to come forward, there are people who will be more than happy to, to pray with you this morning. If you just don't feel God's grace at the moment, that you look at yourself and you can't see why God could ever love you, Well, get over it, because he does. Stop it. Stop it. He loves you. And if that's you, just come forward and experience God's grace for yourself. Okay, guys. So as the guys sing, let's listen to the words, but please come forward. Even if you just want to stand there, and feel the touch of God's grace and the touch of the Holy Spirit in your life. So shall we stand? It makes it easier for people to come out if, we, if we're standing. So if that's you, please come forward for ministry and experience God's grace.